everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where we are back from another incredible week of programming, and at some point or another, it is going to be helpful if I turn over my kitchen for Pesach. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, and I'm jet-lagged. I'm the blogger, writer, and general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nachum's live lunch. Yes, we landed this morning. It was a phenomenal trip. So welcome back to Nachum, and good morning to Avrami, and good morning to Danny, who is also here in the studio. Actually, Danny is engineering me today, so we'll say hi to Danny. What's up, Danny? Put on your own mic. There we go. What's up, Danny? Hey, how are you? I am well. Did you miss us? Uh, very much so. No, I don't think you did. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you not com- not having to uh, come down to the Lower East Side every single morning was going to work out for you. Not too bad, right? No, it's, it's been nice, so it's not too bad. Okay, and you had the whole space to yourself. Uh, really spread out. Right, no raucous parties while we were away. That's not funny. Definitely not. Definitely not. Fantastic. Well, thank you for holding down the fort while we were gone, and thank you for taking care of all the social media and everything else that you cared after while we were in Israel. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you for t- taking a break from your day to tune in. If you are a returning listener, thanks as always for making us part of your day. You can follow us on Twitter. Nachum Siegel Net, all one word. Miriam L. Wallach, also one, all one word. And by the way, thanks to those of you who interacted with me on Meerkat while we were streaming from Israel. I had a lot of fun with you guys. I really appreciate it. Meerkat's a lot of fun. Um, it's also funny, by the way, that I used Meerkat while we were in Israel since Israel is its birthplace. And while I cannot figure out for the life of me while a startup nation like Israel still uses paper, ballots in an election. Nevertheless, you guys are coming up with meerkats, so props to you. Let's do some national holidays. Uh, It is International Sister Cities Day. It is also Legal Assistance Day. Make up your own holiday day. I was thinking about putting in a JM and the AM holiday day, but since the marathon is over, I figured, you know what, let's hold that for something else. It's Purple Day. Have no idea what that's about. And Spinach Day, which I am all over because, Danny, spinach is a good thing. Spinach is a good thing. Let's quickly do the fortune cookie. But since my uh, my guest is on the air, is actually on hold right now, and I definitely have so much to talk to him about, I don't want to miss any opportunity. But I didn't do a fortune cookie last week, and that was a mistake. And I did hear about it because one thing about my listeners is that we are in close contact with them. All right, so here we go, Danny. I'm going through this pretty quickly. Ooh, this is fascinating. A family reunion in the coming months will be a tremendous success. I know, not bad, right? Not bad. Um, yeah, that's pretty interesting. By the way, I feel like that the the fortune cookies have changed their tenor a little bit. They're no longer giving me sage advice. They're now like predicting my future like this. This is not advice. This is just like, I don't even know what to say about this. Well, maybe I won't play these numbers. Maybe that's not as good news as I thought it was. Anyway, hot off the presses um, is the new, it, it's unbelievable. I hold it in my hand right now. Nachum's been talking about it on the air um, which brings us to our interview here on That's Life this morning. The Krangle Family World Mizrahi edition of the Machser put out by Korin for Yom Ha'atzma'ut. The Korin Yom, Ha'atz, Yom Ha'atzma'ut Machser is the newest release and the most incredible release here from the publishers at Korin Publishers. And joining with joining me on the air today is Rabbi Daron Perez, who is the recently elected head of the World Mizrahi Movement based in Jerusalem and played an integral role in the design and the production of this Moxer. So good uh, good evening to you at this point. Good evening, Rev Perez. How are you? Good evening. Very well, thanks, and you? Thank you. Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. And Kol HaKavod on this publication, it is, it is really, it, it, first of all, it's incredible to hold because, as always, there is nothing 
more um, more more enjoyable than having a new any kind of new book in your hand or you know just that uh, ability to to break the to break the spine you know that feeling when you break the spine sure. of a book <laughs> yeah but in this case but besides the fact that I'm obsessed with Corin's paper <laughs> because <laughs> because as a tactile person it's such a pleasure but just the fact that somebody finally codified the Yom Yom Ha'atzmaut davening um, to me is as a as a a diehard Zionist to me is so important and so um, groundbreaking that uh, on behalf of Zionists everywhere who say hala with a bracha, I just want to say thank you. <laughs> Pleasure. Like I must say, it's been an absolute honor and privilege to be involved personally and on behalf of our organization, the Religious Zionist World Movement, World Mizrahi, to have partnered with Corin, a, a, you know, a, a venerable publishing house, a highly professional, who put out many beautiful sarim, especially in recent years, and they have their wonderful Machzor series, the Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur uh, Machzor, and to have brought out a specific Machzor of the rulings of the chief rabbinate of the whole Nusachat Filah and Hallel and day and night, the whole, you know, the whole structure of the davening with beautiful commentaries and, and, and insights and explanations in English and Hebrew uh, is a phenomenal addition to the uh, first, uh, you know, to have it in English and Hebrew with commentary and, and insights. And uh, it's wonderful. And I think for us at World Mizrahi, it fitted perfectly, fits perfectly into our mission statement of disseminating the uh, values of religious Zionism, the fact that there's no uh, contradiction between the two. On the contrary, mm. Zionism is so rooted in an ancient and beautiful historical and spiritual context. And Yom Ha'atzmaut, of course, is not only a day of national in, uh, celebration of independence, which it is, but it's a day imbued with enormous, enormous spiritual and halakhic significance. And to be able to capture all of this with the Nusachat Filah, its commentaries and insights, uh, you know, is an absolute privilege for us at World Mizrahi to facilitate it and be and partnered with, uh, with Korean publishers. I was lucky enough, actually, an ironic, um, in, in an ironic way to receive my copy of this Machzor on Israeli Election Day last week. Wow. I know. And there was something very um, fortuitous, something almost, um, I don't want to say heavenly, but there was definitely, there's no coincidence that, that, a, that a Sefer, that a Machzor that is highlighting the, the birth and celebrating in, through prayer the birth of the state of Israel, the birth of the democracy, the birth of, mm-hmm. of our homeland, um, into a a formidable state and country and and player on the world sphere to receive this this machzor on that day, I was I, I enjoyed the moment just opening up the package and saying wow this is the day I get it of all 365 <laughs> days of the year to receive it that day really seemed uh, almost divine. That's incredible. I mean, I know a lot's been spoken about in Israel. You know, we moved back to Israel from South Africa six, seven months ago, and I must say it's the first election that I've been back in for many, many years, 15, 16 years. And I have to say, being in Israel during this time is incredible. And many people have spoken about the fact that, you know, still marvel at the fact that here we are in the modern mm-hmm. independent state of Israel, celebrating democracy, coming out and voting to uh, shape the future, uh, you know, of the Jewish people in Israel. And it's a phenomenal thing, and I'm very jealous of you <laughs> as, uh, that you I haven't yet seen this publication that I've been so involved in. I've seen it electronically. And the fact that you holding it and held it in front of you, I'm jealous. And hopefully, well said in the coming days, it's being uh, sent to us. 
So it really is rather fortuitous, serendipitous, great hashkocha, right. and incredibly significant that you actually received it on uh, on uh, your, on uh, election day. It, uh, it's definitely amazing. I have to tell you, you did a good job, Rabbi. <laughs> it's <laughs> well, really beautiful. Thank you. Uh, you know, all credit to Corin. They're an incredible publishing house. Uh, they, especially in recent years, uh, they've really, uh, you know, that, that the brand's been reinvigorated and under new management and leadership, and they are really are professional. And for us, it was a no-brainer. When I chatted to Matthew Miller, you know, I'm new in my position. Matthew's the publisher of Corin Publishers, right. and we chatted about the fact that this was the next uh, master in, the, in their series, and it just made perfect sense because what's so critical, I think, is that, um, you know, the, these two days, Yom and Yom Shalim, the day that uh, the Jewish people uh, declared a, a sovereign state for the first time in almost 2,000 years, and the day on Kafchet 1967, that the Kotel, the old city, the holiest place on earth, returned to Jewish sovereign control also for the first time in almost 2,000 years, uh, only 19 years apart between 48 and 67, are to my mind two of the most significant days in Jewish history in the last 2,000 years. And uh, the fact that um, the chief rabbinate saw that both of these days are not only national political days, but they are days of enormous spiritual and halachic importance. And the fact that a machzor really captures those rulings, captures the insights with beautiful commentaries of, of, of many of the well-known rabbis and educators in the Jewish world today is, is, is a wonderful thing. It has not been so accessible in the English language. And to give, um, to give expression, as you said, through prayer and through halal, uh, to appreciate those days in the time-honored Jewish way of, of, of hodaya, of giving thanks to Hashem, of, of pouring out our hearts and gratitude to Hashem is a phenomenal thing. And as, as I said, for me, it's just been such a privilege personally and professionally to, to have played, played a role in it. I am continually wowed by Corin's publication, specifically because you can see the toil that goes into each one and to see the, um, the deliberate selections or the deliberate choices that are made by the editorial staff, by the publishers, by everyone who's involved, the design staff, the formatting staff, I mean, and getting to know people individually there at Corin, I know that when they undertake a composition, a mockster like this, um, it's it's not only because it's the next thing to do and the logical thing to do, but because they are spiritually and emotionally invested in each one of their publications so that when you're holding this mockster or the sitter or, the, or, or whatever it is that you have in your hand, you know that they thought about every single thing. And the truth be told is that you can feel it so much more so in this Moxer because it is one of a kind. It's Absolutely. not It's not like there are 17 different Moxer for Yom HaAtzmaut where you can look yeah. at a shelf and say, oh, maybe I'll go with this one. This is it. It, yeah. it, is, a, it is an unbelievable undertaking. And as a, as a person who still uses the photocopies that she got her year in Israel when she studied abroad for, yeah. for Yom HaAtzmaut because nobody had ever codified all the davening before. It is yeah. it is such a pleasure to hold this in my hand and say, wow, see, here we are. When I wish people a good yontif <laughs> or a chag sameach on Yom HaAtzmaut, now I have a machzor to back it up. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I mean, you made a couple of comments, and I agree with all of them. I mean, if, you know, firstly, regarding the professionalism of Corin, you know, it's over the last number of months that, uh, you know, World Mizrahi and myself have worked together with them. I've been continually marveled at uh, all elements of their professionalism, from the design to the content to the editorial side, that they really are professionals. And, um, and also, this particular machzor, uh, what's so important about it, uh, two points I want to say. The first is that, as you, as you said, Yom Ha'atzmaq and Yom Shalayim are days imbued with enormous uh, religious significance, and therefore they really are modern-day Chagim. And they therefore, just like Purim and Chanukah, were instituted at later times, especially Chanukah, which is post-biblical era, and Chazal at the time, you know, they experienced such, such miracles of biblical proportions and made a festival of, of rabbinic enactment. Uh, so too in the modern era, we've had two incredible days which have touched the lives of all of Klal Yisrael and continue to, to, we continue to benefit from them in miraculous days in so many ways. It's only appropriate that uh, these days should be part of a Chagim series that the Machzorim for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Korna now working on the Shloshara Galim and that part of this should be a Machzor which, which is, has the feel and the look of the uh, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur yeah. series that they put out for the commentary of uh, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. Right. And, uh, you know, so it, it, I think these days, uh, through this machzor, acquire their appropriate place in the Jewish calendar, that on our bookshelf there is a machzor for these particular days as well. And I think that is incredibly important. And I want to just say one other very important thing, which I'm not sure it's too, too well known about. It's actually, this book is actually two publications within one. It's not only a machzor <laughs> with an incredible commentary by Rabbi Meish Tergen, Rabbi Bini Lau, an introduction by Rabbi Ruskin, and an English-Hebrew Nusach machzor. That's only half the story. If you go to the other side of the book, which, uh, again, I'm jealous if it's in front of you, you can turn to the English side of the book. I was going to mention all of this, so I'm happy you're bringing it up. Go no, for it. No, I'll leave it to you. Not at all. Okay. Bismcha. Bismcha. <laughs> it's incredible. You turn it to the other side, and what do you have? You actually have a book within a book. You've got right. about over 200, 250 pages, over 25 articles of the leading rabbinic figures predominantly in Israel and around the world, uh, men and women, and, and scholars, Tamir Chachamim Mechanchim, who have written about the importance of Medinat Yisrael from a, a Torah spiritual point of view, the importance of Yom Ha'atzmut, the importance of Yom Yishalayim, and it's worth buying just for that. So the fact that there's actually two within one, I think is, uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's a phenomenal publication, and again, I just feel so privileged to have been involved in it. Absolutely. I want you to know that it... There are so many things that I want to respond to. I'm not exactly sure what order I should go to, but I, I hope you can hear me smiling because absolutely, okay. <laughs> because first of all, you open you open the machzor like any other book written in Hebrew, right? Yeah, you open that's it up, right. and then you flip it to the other side, and you have all of these essays, including yours, which are which are beautiful and inspirational, and again, not only speak to the importance of Medinat Yisrael but also legitimize the need for this machzor. And there are going to be doubters. There are going to be people out there who say, really? I mean, really? Did you need this? Like, is there a market for it? And there, there is something, uh, you know, again, disturbing as a, as a Zionist to say, what, you, you don't think that we need this? It's a, sh- it's a shame we didn't have it in 48. There's, yeah. um, and also the inclusion from the backside of the Mahsar, of the modern-day Dayenu, mm. uh, is, is beautiful. And so, I mean, for lack of a better word, it's just classy. It's classy mm. to incorporate this poem, this poetry, which, again, is about our freedom. And we're going into Pesach um, it's, to hear this modern-day, to read this modern-day 
um, version of Dayenu is, again, so uplifting. But I loved the fact that, um, that again, it was these two books within a book. And you, let me tell you, you obviously really knew every angle of this because whatever you're saying is what I'm holding in my hand. There is, it is, it yeah. is your vision um, to, in real life. And, yeah. and it's pretty incredible. I also want to make mention, by the way, that Hey ER, uh, this year falls out on a Friday. So, Correct. so Yom HaZikaron will be, um, will be commemorated on Wednesday, which is Gimel ER. And then Yom HaZikaron will be celebrated that Thursday, which is Dalit ER, because we're not celebrating it on Friday, yeah. which is Hey ER, which is Bo Bayom. Um, but either, but either way, that, that would just be a side point. But people should also mm. note that when you open the Mahser, from the correct, uh, you know, Hebrew kinds of way, from the from the right cover, so to speak, um, it starts with the mincha um, for Yom Hazikaron, and the reason for that is because typically the Yom Ha'atzmaut celebration is the way the way it is done on a world view on a world level or internationally is the same way it is done in Israel. That there's that lo- there's that progression from Yom Hazikaron, that transition from Avel Lesimcha. That we go from Yom Hazikaron and we transition into Yom Ha'atzmaut and we go into this wonderful celebration. So people should understand that this Machser starts with that as well. Again, which also symbolized to me, or or as a person who is, for lack of a better word, obsessed with the Koran Machsorim, that mm. the um, that the Yom Kippur Machser is codified the same way. Mm. Yeah. I think that uh, I think the fact that it has the you know the minchen transitions into Yom Ha'atzmaut is incredibly important. You know, maybe not that dissimilar from Tanit Esther moving to Purim, where we sort of come into the tremendous celebration of Purim with this dichotomous experience where we've just come through you know the fast of Zecher, the three days of fasting of, of Esther and, and of you know for going into Achashverosh and all of Klal Yisrael, and uh, and the fact that we go from this fast me me Avel Yom Tov, so to speak, where we sort of transition. I think it is, it's quite remarkable that, you know, Yom HaZikaron leads straight into Yom HaTzmaut. I mean, again, modern days, both instituted originally by the State of Israel, there's law in the State of Israel, but I think there is tremendous spiritual significance to it, and that transition from sort of the commemoration of appreciating the, the price that's been paid, you know, it's almost the maror and the matzah together, just like we have on Pesach, where integral, you know, the korech that we have so integral right. to the experience of Jewish life is to understand that the taste of freedom is somehow connected intrinsically to the price we pay for it, the suffering that came along with it, which also forges our fate and destiny together, and the fact that, that you know, those two have to be korchimotam yachad of Rav Hillel. And so, too, that's the Jewish experience. That's Tanit Esther into uh, Purim, and that's Yom HaZikaron into Yom HaTzmot, and the fact that they are uh, they come one after the other and are transitioned through the Minche and the Machzor, I think, is, is, of, is of enormous significance. Rabbi Daron Perez joins us here on That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. He is the recently elected head of the World Mizrahi Movement based in Yerushalayim, and he joins us on the phone now from Israel as we discuss the beautiful, unbelievable publication from Koren of the Yom Ha'atzma'ut Machzor, which I thankfully and appreciatingly ha- hold in my hand, though unfortunately Rav Perez does not. <laughs> um, you know, what's interesting, I-, I mentioned to somebody this morning as we were discussing the Mahser that I instinctively, <laughs> I don't know if I should answer that, say this on the air, but I instinctively skip over every introduction to every book that I ever hold in my hand. Yeah. But, but, I know better than to do that with Corin. Yeah. Because what people need to understand 
is that the Koran introductions, whether it's by Rabbi Sachs or it's by Rabbi Perez or it's by Matthew Miller, who's the publisher at Koran, are so important and heartfelt and emotional in terms of understanding as the owner of this Moxor or any other publication what has gone into this, but also um, the complexity and the seriousness with which they take their task. And it speaks to specifically the point that I, I mean, the first part I opened to is I wanted to see how Corin handled the Hallel with or without a bracha discussion. Mm. And, and I found it, um, you know, incredibly respectful and incredibly appropriate. It wasn't, this is what you should do. It was, these are the different opinions and the background behind the opinions as to why some say it with a bracha and why some say it without. But at the end of the day, you should stick with what you do in your shul. And I thought that that was very menschy. Yeah, no, absolutely. You see, um, what Corinne has done beautifully over here, they've, uh, and it's also, by the way, reflected through the different rulings of the chief rabbinate. It's not like in 1948 or 49 when they instituted the first sort of, you know, annual celebration of your Ma'atzmaut. It's not that the chief rabbis had an exact nusach in mind. It was something that developed and was added to by the different chief rabbinates over time. And even Halal, initially, the chief rabbinate of Herzog and Halal was introduced originally, it was said without a brocha. A lot of great, uh, you know, very Zionistic Rabbonim and great Kedolim at the time said to say it without a brocha, and others said to say it with a brocha. And different chief rabbinates, uh, you know, some said with, some said without. And, and, and I think that complex and the reasons behind it are captured in this machzor. In fact, in the actual nusach itself, uh, there's various areas highlighted where, we, where, as you said, it's pointed out, some do, some don't. And they give the background. For instance, not only halal with or without a brocha, but also halal at night. Only certain Rav Goren uh, instituted to say halal at night. Not everybody, you know, many shuls in Israel do, many don't. Uh, also, kriyata Torah. And, and, and what do you do if it's a, a non-Kriyata Torah day? Do you, do you read Kriyata Torah? Do you say the, the regular Monday, Thursday Kriyata Torah or the special one instituted? Do you say uh, the Haftorah? What Haftorah do you say? So I think what, what this master has done beautifully is not only given a you know, beautiful commentary on the Tefillah itself and, and brought the Nusach, but it's been sensitive to the development of you know, the, the, the different uh, um, chief rabbinates over the years and, and their additions and insights and the fact that different people observe it in different ways. And I think that is, uh, and there's different legitimate nusachs, and I think those are captured sensitively and, and comprehensively, and I think that, that really is beautiful. I think that one of the comments I liked the most about saying halal with or without a bracha came from the essay written by Dr. Erica Brown, where she, mm-hmm. where she talks about, um, you know, what should you do um, what what should how could you solve this problem? What should you do if you don't know whether or not to say it with or without a bracha, etc.? And talking about staying in the safe zone, about how to handle saying hollow. And she writes the her first sec- suggestion of ways to address and solve this problem is fly to Israel for Yom Yeah. <laughs> While this is an expensive and less likely option, I believe that all Jews should experience Israel's Independence Day in Israel at, at least once. I mean, besides Absolutely. the fact that, it, yeah, it's incredible advice. But yeah. at, at this point, I would say that people should not experience Yom Ha'atzmaut without this machzor. It, it, uh, yeah. I think it's phenomenal, I must say. I think it really, really is. And, um, you know, I have to say that, you know, 
for me, uh, in my yeshiva years, I was born in South Africa and I came to Israel when I was 18. I initially wanted to study for a year or two in yeshiva and returned to study medicine in South Africa. But after a year or two in yeshiva, I just got bitten with the Israel bug, which mm-hmm. I came from a very Zionistic family and ended up staying on in yeshiva and you know, returning many years later to be a rabbi of Mizrahi in South Africa. But I must say, when I reflect back on my yeshiva years, I was in a yeshiva called Beit El. In the Shomron, I was in a yeshiva called Oretzion in Ashkelon area of Drukman. I studied yeshiva at Haretzion as well, the Machon Hora'ade. And I want to say that for me, some of the most influential and life-transforming experiences of my life were Yom Ha'atzmot and Yom Shulayim in Israel in general mm. and in yeshiva specifically. Wow. To see Rosh Yeshiva and rabbis staying up the entire night, reflecting on the miracles, giving such spiritual context to it, celebrating it with the fervor and the passion of a Purim, of a Hanukkah, of a Pesach, of a Shavuot and a Sukkot, and tremendous Tamirei Chachamim who are uncompromising in everything in their spiritual life and to see what these days meant to them and, 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 and those were tremendously impactful and I must say these two days in so many ways shaped my you know my deep spiritual halachic connection to uh, over and above of course the natural nationalistic you know uh, raw uh, connection as a Jew to these days and as a Zionist but, but giving it such deep spiritual connection and I want to just say another reflection as well which I always marvel at is that Yom Ha'atzma'ut is so soon after Pesach, and Yom Rishalayim is exactly one week before Shavuot. And it's quite remarkable that like in the ancient times, the day of our physical freedom and redemption, Pesach, so too in modern times, so soon afterwards, we have our taste of sovereignty, of, of national independence and freedom. And literally one week before we tap into our spiritual destiny on Shavuot, 3,000 years ago, literally one week before the round Rosh Chodesh Sivan, we have, uh, we have Yom Yerushalayim, where the Kotel, which reflects the spiritual destiny of the Jewish people, Yerushalayim, returns to Israeli sovereign control. So I think it's, it's quite remarkable that they are both in this Omer period uh, between Pesach and Shavuot, uh, uh, and I think it, it really is remarkable. And, 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 and when one experiences these days, not only, as I said, as national celebrations where you have your barbecue in Israel and it's a public holiday and all of Am Israel is out there and there's you know, military processions and, and the Jewish people are out there in full force, but it also has a, such a deep spiritual component from the, from the deepest parts of Torah experience and, and Torah sources, to me, is, is an incredible synergy. And really, it really expresses the privilege of living through this generation. It really wow. does. Wow. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself. That is, <laughs> it's unbelievable. And, and I have to imagine as an Ola, to be, to be able to be part of this is probably a, a, an extension of your dream come true. Rav Perez, I want, to thank, I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for the hard work that you put into this, both for our generation and for coming generations. Kola Kavod. It's an absolute pleasure, and I just want to, if I can, can I have one final comment? Literally, because we are almost out of time. All right. Okay, so just to say that you mentioned the Dayenu prayer. It's actually in my introduction on the essay side. And that's it. The Dayenu prayer is, I believe, it's the key to Thanksgiving. Mm. I want to understand what it means. It's the beginning of Halal in the Haggadah. It's what it means to say thank you. And I think that particular point of Dayenu, to feel the appreciation that we had, whatever Hashem has done is enough for us. Each and every stage of redemption we need to be thankful for. And I think we have a modern-day Dayenu in the state of Israel. And boy, oh boy, do we need to appreciate it. And this master of Koran, partnered by World Mizrahi, I think is exactly that. Thank you so much for the time. It's been an honor and privilege. Absolute a pleasure. Thank you so much. Koltov. 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 Bye-bye. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. We're probably going to have to pull up our music in the background in just a minute or so. 
um, because um, I want to I want to make sure that the music comes up. We're actually going to be listening to Ari Goldwag with Rock Who because I I with a capital Hey I should say only God only Hashem could have created such miracles um, in our lifetime and and this monster speaks to that. Let's there we go. Let's go through the lineup for the rest of the day so you know what to expect and what to look forward to and what not to miss. Uh, Nachum hosts the live lunch in just a few minutes, and then today at 1 p.m. it's the Stunt Show, hosted this week by Leo Razamik. Throwback Thursday at 2 p.m. Michael Fragan and Spin Class. Later on at 6 p.m. join Nachum tomorrow morning from 6 to 9 as he hosts JMNAM live here on the stream, NachumSiegel.com, JMNAM.org, and 91.1. Don't miss the weekly update with Malcolm Holmline. That is at 7:40. Nach- Naomi Nachman hosts Table for Two. That starts at 9 a.m. Avrami hosts Saturday Night Seagull. Motzei Shabbat at his time of 9 p.m. and is now a one-hour show. For those of you who were looking for Avrami, he's on at 9 at 10 p.m. Renowned speaker Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson hosts Eternal Flame and at 11 p.m. David Lichtenstein hosts Headline. Sunday morning, JM Sunday with Matis, 7 to 9 in the morning. Don't miss it. Matis always puts on a wonderful show. Again, if for some reason or another you missed the marathon, you can still give. Go to jmandam.org. They will always accept your donation. Again, I leave you today with Ari Goldwag's Rock Who. I wish everyone a Chag Kasher V'Sameach, a good Pesach to all. You should enjoy your time together. You should enjoy the Dayenu, enjoy the redemption. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Shelly.